Hello everybody, my name's Matt Gregory and I'm a partner in the London Financial Services team at Norton Rose Fulbright. And I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, Claudia Troffler, who is the Head of Capital Markets at HM Treasury. We're going to spend a few moments talking through some of the planned reforms to the UK PRIPS regulation. Uh, but to begin with, we're going to look at the, the broader context, really, to quite a lot of what's coming out of HM Treasury at the moment. There's a huge amount of policy development going on. And uh, I'm really delighted to welcome you, Claudia, to the podcast and for you to be able to give us just a few reflections, really, on, on the wider context. Uh, particularly thinking about, of course, the Edinburgh reforms from December, um, but very conscious there's uh, a lot more beyond that too. So maybe if I could turn to you to just uh, introduce yourself and some of that wider context, that would be a, a really great place to start. Thank you, Matt. Um, yes, absolutely. And and thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted um, to be here today. Um, I think you've done the introductions for me and you covered that beautifully. Um, I am uh, Claudia Troffler and I head the Capital Markets Unit um, at Eaton Treasury. Um, you've asked me today to talk about um, what we're doing um, on the PRIPS regulation, which um, I'm very happy to, but as you said, it's probably better if I give you a little bit of context beforehand. Um, and I think it's probably going to be helpful if I start with um, the Chancellor's vision uh, for the financial services sector. And that is for uh, an open, sustainable and technologically advanced financial services sector that is globally competitive and acts in the interest of communities and citizens, creating jobs, supporting businesses, empowering growth across all four nations of the UK, which is quite a programme. For capital markets, um, we are starting on a good basis. The UK capital markets are amongst uh, the deepest and most vibrant in the world. People come from all around the world really to invest, raise capital and provide services on our capital markets. So the government is um, very much committed to build on this very good basis. And, uh, and there's been a lot of work um, to do that in the past few years. Um, I think, we could start um, with the Lord Hill um, listing um, review and, and how we, the government and the FCA have been delivering on, on, on his recommendations, uh, but also the wholesale markets review, uh, a lot of which is being um, taken forward by the financial services and markets bill, uh, which will feature um, uh, quite a bit in this podcast, I'm sure. Yes. And that is because, you know, as you know, it is very, very key in delivering um, uh, sort of uh, the, the, the vision that I'm talking about, the Chancellor's vision on the um, for financial services. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, most recently, the package of announcements that uh, were made at um, Edinburgh, including um, the PRIPS consultation. Um, so this whole programme of capital markets regulatory reform um, is very much intended to boost the UK market's attractiveness by really ensuring that the regulation um, reflects the needs um, and the nature of, of UK markets. I think at this point, it probably is important to say that, and ministers have really, I've always been very, very clear on this, that um, this is not about deregulation for, for the sake of it, really. It's, it's about better more proportionate regulation, which will ultimately unlock growth and um, and deliver for the wider economy. Yeah, thank you very much, Claudia. What a comprehensive introduction. You're right, there's so much going on at the moment. It's a time of, of great change. And, you know, picking up on, on retail disclosure, I suppose, today, uh, because it's a good example of that wider theme. There are so many 
other things going on from a kind of an FCA perspective in connection with retail disclosure. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think that's one of the reasons for the reform to the UK PRIPS regulation, isn't it? So a, a lot of the requirements around disclosure of information for retail investors, most of that sits in the FCA handbook. And obviously we'll come on to talk a little bit more about what the plan is for the UK PRIPS regulation in a moment. But I think the backdrop around you know, some, some divergence between the UK and the EU in connection with uh, the, the requirements for the kid, for example, under the PRIPS regulation, and also the treatment of, of USITs is, is important to acknowledge as well. And so I think the, the messages that you've conveyed there around more proportionate regulation, obviously within the FISMA framework, and you mentioned the bill, uh, clearly there's you know, a huge amount uh, in there. I think to begin with, it might be really useful just to set that scene a little bit further in the context of the PRIPS regulation as to why Treasury is consulting on this and why now? So what, you know, that kind of broader policy context and developing that point about proportionate regulation. I think probably by just making it very clear that you know, appropriate disclosure is very important, and this is not something that we're disputing. Um, appropriate disclosure um, is is key to ensure that retail investors have the necessary information to make in, informed choices, um, and that's um, you know that's something that we really want to uh, uphold and, and 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 you know put at the at the sort of um, forefront of, of of what we're doing here. Um, but where we're starting is that, um, uh, and I think this is this is quite clear. Prips has, uh, has failed to deliver on on its original objectives, um, and there are really quite a few issues uh, with this. I mean, um, the discontent with Prips goes back to um, you know to the day it started, and um, yeah. and I think I mean I've always been quite astonished actually as as, as to how many people, um, you know, it's just not only firms, it's actual retail uh, investors coming to us saying how much they dislike the current framework and how mm. uh, it does not lead to, you know, the the, the, the right outcomes for them. Um, mm. So we, we're exploring that in more detail um, in mm. the consultation, all the, all the sort of known pro problems with the PRIPS framework. Mm. I guess at high level, um, and the things that are, are, are sort of often raised with us is that is one one overly prescriptive um, that that leads to very confusing and actually alarmingly um, misleading information. Um, underlying that, just probably this this whole issue around or, or this this objective that has been sort of put forward for the PRIPS regulation, which is let's make everything comparable, which we I think mm. you know we're arguing is probably not the right objective uh, for 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 disclosure for disclosure more broadly. Mm -hmm. um, so making all of this very burdensome uh, for firms um, and and also um, reducing choice um, for um, investors. I mean, many firms because of the burdens that they need to deal with don't like choose actively not to produce these kids, and and that actually leads to. Um, retail investors being shut out of um, products that would otherwise be sort of, you know, um, um, that would otherwise be available to them. Available to I, access. Mm. Exactly, yeah. and and that's just uh, that's just that's just poor outcomes um, yeah. uh, for for both firms and retail investors, which is um, obviously not great. Um, I think 
another thing to point out is that we're not starting from complete scratch. Um, we, the government, took action um, through the Financial Services um, Act 2021, so the, the, the one that came before the Financial Services and Markets Bill, um, and we used that um, legislative vehicle to address the most urgent issues with um, the PRIPS uh, regulation. Uh, the FCA was given powers uh, at that point to deal with the scope of the regulation as well as the content um, of the kid so that they could um, they could really address the most misleading um, uh, and contentious issues within it. Um, but it was always so it was always accepted that those were important tweaks, but um, sort of more fundamental reform was was still needed. Um, and that's what we're doing now. Um, so as you know, we're currently consulting on the future direction of, um, of retail disclosure in the UK once PRIPS is uh, repealed. And, um, and I think actually that's a very important distinction to make and a, or a clarification uh, to do, which is uh, PRIPS is always going to be repealed. And that's what the Financial Services and Markets Bill um, does. Um, so this is about consulting on what will come after it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and very much a, a new direction for retail disclosure, as you say, effectively. And this is very clear from, from your consultation document, Treasury, considering the, the PRIPS regulation to be far more prescriptive, really, than is, is necessary. And as you say, it covers a, a wide variety of products. And so in your in the consultation in, in, in Chapter 3, where you talk about the new regime. I mean, clearly, overall, as, as I'm sure you'll come on to mention in a moment, the, the thrust here is consistent with the outcome of the future regulatory framework review, which is that rules for retail disclosure shouldn't really be set out in legislation, but in a much more flexible, dynamic, um, potentially proportionate regulatory framework of the FCA's handbook. And, and so all of this adds up to, to potentially quite you know, quite an interesting but significant development, really, for this really important sector of the market for for retail investment. Thinking about the different types of ways in which um, it, retail investors interact with their investments and the opportunities in in the primary and secondary markets. So clearly, there's a lot going on, as I mentioned earlier, in connection with things like the FCA's new consumer duty and a lot of change for firms. So I think a lot of our clients and a lot of listeners today will be trying to work out what the future might hold in terms of of uh, you know the direction to travel on, on retail disclosure and and that point as I say around the new consumer duty has come through quite strongly certainly in a lot of our work with clients but I think in a lot of what the industry generally has been saying about wider reform uh, and the need to take a more sort of appropriate proportionate approach to, to disclosure which meets the need which is to prevent you know customer harm and so I think just just focusing on on that new direction it might be worth just um, you know a few thoughts from you on Clearly, we, we won't know, and it's not appropriate to comment on what the FCA would do in due course in connection with uh, its own rules, but just a little bit more uh, colour, I suppose, on, on that direction of travel um, and the, some of the purposes that you've set out um, already. Um, so the intention is very much for the whole, um, the retail disclosure framework um, and, and, and the requir requirement to sit um, in the regulator's rule book. Um, going forward. I mean, Matt, you're very familiar with, um, with the work that the Treasury is doing on the future regulatory framework. Uh, you've mentioned it. Um, 
this was established, just to take a slight step back here, um, to ensure that the UK maintains a, co a coherent, agile and internationally respected approach to financial services regulation uh, and one that is tailored uh, to the needs of the UK. So this means, um, uh, and, as, and as lawyers, I'm sure you'll appreciate that, uh, that we're going back to, to the FISMA model of regulation where all these firm-facing requirements um, are set out by, by the expert regulators, and in this case, the, the FCA, within a broader framework that is determined by, by the government and the parliament. So within this new balance of competence um, applied to the PRIPS framework, that means that, as you just said, um, the FCA will be responsible for um, sort of setting out the detailed um, requirements um, and, and, you know, it won't be appropriate for me to 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 sort of uh, go yeah. into any further detail on on of what course. those will be, uh, but they've already started work working on that. And uh, as you know, they've they've issued um, a discussion paper that is also going to be yeah, um, exactly. imminently. Yeah. Um, and then the treasury, we uh, the treasury will be responsible for what's in the legislative framework. The regulator's powers, and then the and then the accountability framework attached to those powers, and that's what we really explore um, in in the consultation. Um, and then finally, the consultation also covers new sort of broader direction and objectives, um, which are, which we believe should be um, sh you know should be part of this of this of this or should be the guiding um, the the guiding lines for for this future framework. Um, and that's for a framework that, en that enables better, more useful information for retail investors, and that is more proportionate um, for firms. Thanks, Claudia. That's that's all really helpful as always. I think just as a kind of closing couple of words to to, to tie some of those themes together. Clearly, a, a more proportionate approach to to regulation is one which one would hope facilitates innovation. Uh, and clearly, we've just had the announcement of a new centre for finance innovation technology with the, the great acronym CFIT um, to, to be launched in the UK. And, and so I suppose, you know, this is a, a broader theme which we've seen uh, in, in other areas of um, the retail uh, financial services landscape. So thinking about the very recent uh, clarifications and, and final consultation, I think on, on buy now, pay later, uh, which is intended to introduce a new proportionate regulatory framework where you can see a, a very similar theme developing there where pre-contract information requirements for example, which sit in the Consumer Credit Act at the moment, will we'll be moved to FCA rules for this new proportionate regulatory framework around BNPL. So I suppose from Treasury's perspective, clearly there's an awful lot of work driving towards ensuring that the UK remains the centre of excellence for financial innovation. Um, and I think it, you know, it very much is it's clear looking at the consultation and also the wider context that you've, you've helpfully provided today that that you know the reforms of the PRIPS regulation are very much within that spirit and, and in that uh, in that vein. So I think you know just a, a final couple of words maybe Claudia on that, and also it'd be great if you could remind everybody uh, around the timings for uh, the the submissions on this consultation. Yes, I mean on 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 your point around innovation, I think what I will say here is that the fact that you know, all these requirements won't be hardwired in legislation. Uh, we'll make sure that regulation just can respond to them, you know, to 
every, to, to everything that's going on um, in, in a more sort of agile way. And that's really what we're trying to achieve here, not only on PRIPs, but more broadly uh, for the rest of the financial services, services regulatory, um, regulatory framework. Um, at the moment, uh, <laughs> it is just impossible to make any change. I mean, if we had to go uh, through sort of the primary legisl legislative um, route to, to make any changes to legislation, we'll, we'll go absolutely nowhere. So that's and that's and that's what we're facing now. So um, delegating again that responsibility or ensuring that the that the F, that the regulators are once more uh, responsible. For the rule book and they can change that rule book um according to you know how markets are evolving how practices are evolving how consumer choices are evolving well that will make a huge difference um so that's that's on your first point on your second point timing timings and next steps absolutely um so where to start well the consultation closes um on the 3rd of march uh, we're very much looking forward to uh, to seeing the responses and the feedback from that. Um, and then uh, a lot, well, a lot of it will depend on on what we what we get back from that process. But uh, in terms of what I can tell you at this point, um, the the repeal um, of, of PRIPs and and um, and how we will be replacing it can only be done once um, the financial services and markets bill receives. Uh, royal assent and and as you may or may not know the bill is currently going through through the house of lords um mm -hmm. and we're working on on sort of the expectation that um it will get royal assent uh in in you know in spring uh but that's very much obviously um dependent on and subject to uh, parliamentary timetables um mm -hmm. The FCAs, uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, um, the FCA has already started its 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 own processes um, and issued uh, a discussion paper, which is also going to be closing um, imminently, and they will take that forward uh, according to according to their own processes. Um, I mean, ultimately, we we're really keen to move at pace um, to address sort of the problems and the deficiencies um, of PRIPs, but also we're really conscious that the change um, you know, needs to be manage, manageable for, for firms. So mm -hmm. timings, you know, will be dictated by all these moving pieces that I've mentioned, but also um, uh, our, our willingness to make sure that, um, that uh, you know, that firms can implement this um, and implement the new regime with, uh, with appropriate um, time um, and, um, and consideration. That's really great. Look, thank you very much again, Claudia, for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time. And uh, of course, we're all going to be following this reform very closely, uh, as well as all of the other things that you mentioned that are keeping you so incredibly busy. <laughs> but thank you once again for joining us. Uh, it's been great to catch up. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me.